Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey guys, welcome to episode 24 of Three Travel Gamers. I'm here with Colin as always. Hey guys. And we have a lot to talk about today. Our notes are packed plum full, so we'll go ahead and jump into it. So we'll hopefully get it all in for you today. So Fire Emblem Engage released this week and then Forspoken also released, but their ratings both came out. What's your opinion on that? And the ratings are completely different as well. One was rated extremely high, one was rated extremely low. Starting right. out with the high one, of Fire Emblem Engage, it had a uh, 81% on Metacritic and a 9 out of 10 on IGN. Uh, so, I mean, being, I'm going to go ahead and say it, it's a Nintendo title. So, right. shock, big shock there. Now, to the... Uh, competitor i guess this week is forespoken and they got released on ps5 and the pc i believe yes yeah and it got a six out of ten on steam a six 
66 on Metacritic and a 6 out of 10 on IGN. So, two completely different games. I mean, so for Spoken being a kind of think action based RPG, so I mean, it's run the mill, it's a pretty common style game. Like I said, personally, haven't played it. Personally, won't play it because I don't got a PS5 or a PC. Right. So, <laughs> uh, so, I mean, it just seems like a run-of-the-mill what little research I was doing on it. just seems like your typical cliche run-of-the-mill action RPG. While Fire Emblem Engaged is a turn-based RPG. But, obviously, being Nintendo and being a se- series that hasn't released a game since the Wii U era, I believe. Uh, I believe so. Three Houses is the last one, mm-hmm. I believe. So, I mean, it's been a hot minute since they got a game. So, I'm sure the Fire Emblem community is very excited over this one. Yeah, so um, I kind of expected the reviews to go this way. Because even coming into it, Forspoken, even the trailers, people were saying that it didn't look like it was the frame rate was very good or the uh, gameplay looked very good. So, uh, yeah, Fire Emblem engaged, though, 81. As you said, 68 positive, 15 mixed, and zero negative. Like I said, it's a Nintendo title. Nintendo gets the job done typically with their first party, first party titles. So typically, you don't have to worry too much about Nintendo. But Sony, usually you don't have to worry about them either with their God of Wars and other games. But even Gran Turismo first party kind of struggled a couple months ago. So maybe Sony's just going all in on God of War. I don't know. but. Forspoken. It was a 66 on Metacritic for uh, the PS5. I haven't got the rating. I didn't see the rating on the PC on Metacritic. But um, 26 positive, 49 mixed, and 6 negative. Like I said, they are, a lot of people were just talking about the frame rate and a frame rate drop on a next gen console is not a good thing to see. I mean, you kind of expect it on the Nintendo Switch because it is an aging console that has an older chip in it, but a next gen console with frame drops and bad visuals, that's something you don't really want to see for especially a first party title for Sony. So definitely a little sloppy on the development on that. And a lot of people are saying that it kind of it would have been even better if they would have like prog- progressed you through the game instead of like you learn one move or one power first and then you know typical typical games you level up and get another one or whatever. But it says that most of the time like most of the stuff you have immediately with that breakload or whatever. So um it's kind of weird to see, but yeah. Completely different ends of the scale there. Yeah, definitely. And some more rumors have appeared. A 2D Metroid game has been rumored. Not Metroid this time. Yeah, it's not Metroid Dread. It's the, I guess, the successor. (laughs) Sequel? I guess it's still technically a sequel. Yeah. Uh, So it's... Nash Weedle was the guy who released it, which he released it in Spanish because I guess he's of some sort of Spanish. Yes, but uh, 
It got leaked. He's the same guy released Red. Well, had leaked Red. And I said it could be out as soon as 2025, which, yet again, he didn't really. Dread was pretty much right around the corner whenever he leaked it this time. So I think this one is just a rumor and him trying to get his name back out there. Okay, so you don't think it's true at all? I don't think it's true at all. But again, I can't read much, but. That's true. <laughs> well, I did see um, the quote translated and it just said 2d i believe it was 2d ms which is mercury steam who who developed um metroid dread and then it said 2025 and then a wink face so basically it was leaking the new metroid 6 or whatever but yeah um same person that leaked metroid dread right ahead of it and for those of you who don't know who Mercury Steam is, like I said, they are the ones who developed the Metroid Dread and the remake of the second Metroid game on the 3DS. Um, but apparently, according to him, they are currently developing Metroid 6 and plan to release in 2025, as Colin said. Um, I won't go against Colin here. I will say it is true because I believe Nintendo, I mean, it went. Fifteen years without a two D Metroid game between mm-hmm. Fusion and Dread, and Dread has been leaked since two thousand five. Like it's been rumored and then shut down. I mean, they had a name back in two thousand five for it. So it took them fifteen years, and Dread sold really well on the Switch, the best selling Metroid game of all time, of course, because it's on the Switch and there's millions of units out there, hundreds of millions. Um, but I think Nintendo has found something like, hey. Metroid can sell because before Metroid never really sold that well anywhere, but it sold the most in the U.S. out of anywhere in the past, but it sold pretty good everywhere. So I think they found Mercury Steam is their golden boy for the 2D, 2D Metroid game. So I think it is true. They will release Metroid 6. And I do believe, don't quote me on this, but this is just my opinion. I believe it's going to be that cross-generation title between the Switch and the Switch's successor. I believe that's what that game will be. Um, okay. Yeah. That's just my opinion. I don't have any solid proof, like I said, but that is my opinion. It will be the cross-generation game between the two Switches. Um, but speaking of Metroid, while we're on the topic, Metroid Prime 4, I believe it was today or yesterday, made four years since we've heard anything about Metroid Prime 4, that four years ago today or yesterday was when uh, Nintendo announced in a direct that they dropped everything and started from the ground up with Retro Studio after Nintendo and Bankai and Namco tried developing it, but it wasn't going well, so they called in Retro Studios who made the first three Metroid Prime games. So haven't heard anything since for four years, but I do think that we will hear something in a direct this year about Metroid Prime 4, some kind of update. Do you think we might get something like that? I know it's not in your notes because I didn't ask you, but what's your opinion? I, I mean, anything's up in the air at this point because, I mean, it's been a hot minute since Metroid 3, well, I guess Prime 3, I should say, because Metroid 3 came out a while ago. <laughs> On the Wii. Yeah. But uh, it's like I said, it's it's definitely possible. It's 
like you said, it's been four years, so it's been a hot minute since they've done it. But Nintendo being Nintendo, it seems like when it's not a Metroid title, it takes about that four to seven year mark for them to release a new game for a series that's not Mario. Right, and game development takes a lot of time than it used to, obviously, because they better graphics, bigger files. So four years, it's probably about done. But do you think there's a chance that they could have, everything could have went bad and they just dropped it and scrapped it all together and didn't tell anybody? Or do you think it is still coming? I mean, naturally, it don't matter how far in the future it'll come, it'll eventually come. It's just how soon we're talking about here. Right. Eventually, even if it's within the next 20 years, we'll get a met, you know, we'll get a prime four. If not, then I'm sure the fans will make one like they did a Metroid 2 remake before Nintendo came out of the room. Exactly. So, like I said, it's just one of those things. It'll happen eventually. It's just I don't got a t- exact time frame or thinking when it's going to happen. Right. Okay. Moving on, then, there's something that is your, in your notes. Um, Xbox quarter two revenue results. Uh, well, Nintendo's going bankrupt. I'm joking. <laughs> Microsoft. Uh, yeah, Microsoft, my bad. But, uh, yeah, they are... Uh, they declined in everything except for Game Pass. So... A 13% decline in the revenue from this time last year, a 12% yep. decline in services, and a 13% decline in consoles. And all the reason why I think the Game Pass grew in this situation was uh, it's a holiday. It was the holiday season, so therefore they was offering that one dollar Game Pass to everybody. Right. Okay. Yeah, everything's down except for Game Pass, like you said. Um, I think it's because we haven't had a big Microsoft Xbox game release in forever. I mean, they everything got postponed. Everything got postponed from 2021 to 2022. Everything got postponed from 2022 to this year. And um, we'll get into it here in a minute. Actually, the next topic, the Xbox Direct. So there are going to be some games releasing this year, so I think all of their numbers will go up, even including their hardware hardware sales. Um, but don't think that Microsoft's going bankrupt because they still brought in several billions of dollars last year, and well, just in quarter two. So uh, they're still, even with the tens of thousands of employees getting laid off, they are making money. I don't know. They're going bankrupt. I'm calling it. Well, they might, but Bill Gates <laughs> will have some issues then if he goes bankrupt. He can watch his spending. Obviously, he is if he's cutting people. Yeah, but the Xbox Direct results. Well, unlike you, I didn't have time to watch the whole thing. <laughs> So, you did have time to watch the whole thing? Not. Oh, I didn't either. I just <laughs> oh. watched it 10 minutes before we started. I didn't even do that. I just went on there. 
I've seen where there are there's five games that got announced and four release dates for upcoming games. Other than that, that's yeah. all I really have on the direct results. All right, I got you. All right, Minecraft Legends will release on April 18th. Um, kind of looks like a Minecraft Dungeons and kind of a tower defense game. From what it looks like, I mean, I'm not a fan of Minecraft. I've never been, but um, it's really a cool idea, I guess. Minecraft Dungeons was kind of weird, but a tower defense, I like tower defense game. Isn't that Dungeons kind of like a Tall Tale type situation? Yeah, kind of. It's, it's weird. A lot of people liked it, but um, like I said, I'm not a big Minecraft guy, but I'm sure a lot of people are excited for this game because there's several Minecraft fanatics out there. Uh, I believe Colby, he liked Minecraft real well, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, and Summer and Cole and my little brother, all of them, both of my little brothers, I guess, they all played Minecraft in the past, and they loved it. But um, Forza Motorsport 8 will release, they just said sometime in 2023, so I'm leaning more towards second half of 2023. Eight or nine? Because last week we said nine. Well, eight or nine. I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure it's eight, but one of them. <laughs> the newest Forza Motorsport will come out, I believe, second half of 2023. Not the motorcycles, but the actual cars. <laughs> yeah, cars. <laughs> um, they're saying they're making this one more realistic. Um, the cars are kind of get beat up and smashed, and then as they get beat up and smashed, it'll make the Make it harder to drive. Like you'll be able to feel it, like leaning towards one way or something. You know, pretty cool. I mean, make it. I mean, so I guess they'll be using the rewind button a whole lot more. Yeah, I guess. But I mean, technically, didn't GTA like GTA San Andreas have that? Like when the car was beat up, it kind of made it lean or something like that. Best I can remember. They done it drifted quite a bit, yeah. but it was just. One of those things, which I know in Griffith Auto, you know, you beat it up enough it eventually blow up. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know if it'll blow up, but I just say I don't know if that's the best thing to compare to. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I believe they said it'll go all the way like to the tires, like customizing everything. It's pretty cool, I guess. Um, High Five Rush, it was a shadow drop, and they just, it's out now. If you want to go pick it up on Game Pass and download it, um, the graphics, like it's kind of like a Jet Set Radio and a Beautiful Joe, like a real cartoony, cel shaded, kind of like Borderlands type looking. It looks pretty good. Um, so you can check that out if you're into that kind of stuff. It's it's not a huge game. It's just like a little. Maybe a little bit bigger, bigger than an indie title, I guess, but it is first party. Um, Elder Scrolls Online. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There's an expansion releasing in June. That's all it says is just in June. But if you already have the game, then it's just free DLC. And so me, I've never been a big Elder Scrolls person. I don't like Skyrim. I don't like any of that stuff. I know a lot of people are going to hate me for that, but never been big into it. And then Redfall, that's the big, that and Starfield are the two big releases of Microsoft's 2023 Redfall. If you guys don't know what Redfall is, because you've been living under a rock, um, it's a story-driven shooter. It's kind of similar to Far Cry, I guess. People are saying uh, Far Cry in a 3D Castlevania, I guess. You uh, fight vampires. Kind of gotcha. like Castlevania, I guess. I guess That's I've been living cool. under a rock. You're living under a rock? <laughs> We do gaming news and call them living under a rock. That's right. <laughs> That's all right. Um, but it's releasing May 2nd. Um, definitely one worth getting Game Pass for. I'm sure I might look into the uh, family subscription with Colin on that one like we do the Switch. Maybe we can play Redfall together, kill some vampires. But That, um, way, that way you actually have a reason to pay for mine this time? <laughs> yeah, that's right. But I don't know, because 
Tears of the Kingdom comes out 10 days later, so I don't know if I want to buy Game Pass and then just waste my money because I'm going to be putting hundreds of hours into Tears of the Kingdom. So, Sorry, Redfall. Tears of the Kingdom comes first for me. But um, I will definitely try it out sometime on Game Pass. Try to talk Colin into sharing it with me. But we are missing Starfield. They that wasn't in the direct. So it's on their website. It still says first half 2023. But considering we haven't heard anything about it, I'm saying it'll probably get delayed to second half 2023, or maybe even first half 2024. Unfortunately, but I think it was a pretty strong showing from Microsoft, given. Not very many games, but pretty good quality out of their studios. But as it should be, because like I said, it's been several, I mean, a couple years since we've had a big name title from Microsoft release. So Hogwarts Legacy will have over 100 different side quests. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, so, I mean, I guess you could definitely get your money's worth out of the game. Right. But, so the research I was doing on it, it says side quests can manipulate the main campaign. Yeah. Uh, virtue of experience, experiences that you've had. So, in saying that, it's like, uh, in saying that, it's a, uh, so whatever you choose to do in the side quest will affect how your campaign will play out. I don't. I mean, I've seen it before with, like I, I mentioned, Telltale Games earlier with like The Walking Dead and stuff, which it wasn't really side quest, but you know you could choose to kill off like certain characters and stuff throughout the playthrough, and obviously that would affect the outcome of it. But the source that I've was reading from it said interacting with someone in a side quest will impact how you interact with them in the main storyline and vice versa. <laughs> so with saying that, I also believe there's gonna be tons of endings in this game, depending on which path you take with which side character, if you one hundred percent it. Yeah, it sounds like there's gonna be a lot of different alternate endings. Um yeah, I mean that's definitely a lot. But um, they will be able to be completed in any order, I read. And and as you do them, like you said, as you do them or don't do them, it can determine a different thing and change the main story. So I'm not sure if you said that if you interact with somebody in a side quest, they can change the main story. I don't know if just a dialogue would be different or like that, like you know, it implied that you've talked before. Or if it'd be like a completely, like it would change something completely in the story, or if it would just be like dialogue. I'm sure some things would change the story, but I'm like just interacting with a character. I don't know if it just changed the dialogue or not. Yeah, I mean, it's possible. I mean, we've seen games do it in the past, so it's not the first time that it's been accomplished. With that many side quests, probably, yeah, but as far as actual uh, timing goes for different video, like, the actual storyline, it's 
like I said, cut and dry. It's been done before, but with the addition of a hundred plus side quests to do, definitely puts a lot of play hours into it. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, it's, it's a good way to allow the player to tell their own version of the story, I guess. Uh, whether they want to do a side quest, because some people just do the main quest and that's it. Me, I like to do, especially in Zelda games, I like to complete all of the side quests and then finish the main story that way. Um, like in Breath of the Wild, I had to complete all the shrines before I went and beat Ganon and, of course, defeat all the Divine Beasts. I did not get all 900 Korok seeds. Didn't get the big old poop at the end? Nope, didn't get the big pile of poop, the golden poop. I, that wasn't a good enough reward for me to spend several hours getting little poop seeds. <laughs> but um, just to remind you guys, we talked about before, this will release on February 10th. So, I mean, it's looking like a really good game. I definitely want to try it out sometime. Um, I'm, I've always been a big Harry Potter fan, though, um, and I know there's a lot of you Harry Potter fans out there, but it's it looks pretty cool. I'll I'll probably pick it up on the Switch, to be honest, because most games that are you know cross platform, I go with Switch just because it's easier for me to play in handheld if need be, and I can take it places. So pick it up on Switch, definitely. Try it out because I'd like to be a wizard in the world of Harry Potter. That'd be cool. Oh no! Reason why I would get the game is probably because Seer wanted it because I've never been a huge Harry Potter fan. Yeah, so you're gonna pick it up for Seer eventually. Eventually, just because I know she'll probably want to play it. But like I said, me personally, it is what it is. It's just another game at this point to me. (laughs) Which I don't know. You know, I could get it. I could enjoy it, but. You know, at this point, like I said, I'm never getting into any of the books or the movies, so I'm just like, whatever. I don't read books. I watch them. But uh, just tell Sierra that there's no helicopters in this, so she don't have to worry about that. But there is brooms that you could fall off, I'm assuming. Yeah, probably, but... I do know that much about the series. (laughs) Yeah, but she shouldn't. Definitely no helicopters for her to fall off of. And die. But moving on, GoldenEye has finally released on Nintendo Switch Online and then Xbox Game Pass. And it came out today, actually, the day of recording is the 27th, but by the time you hear this, it'll be out a couple days. Unless you're live on Twitch right now. Yeah. So Nintendo Switch having it, which obviously it came out on the N64. So, Nintendo had first dibs on it whenever all the relicensings and everything else came through. And the Xbox Game Pass got it as well. But, there's a slight difference in between the two. And Nintendo Switch, you can actually play it online against other people. So, you get a big old nice screen to yourself while you're playing against other people like you would on any other first-person shooter. But, for the Xbox and the Game Pass, you just you have you can only do local play, like the original game. Feels like the original game. 
Yeah, so, I mean, the Game Pass family plan for that game. Yeah, I'll stick with uh, once we get the Nintendo 64 back on there. I was say, yeah, you have to have the N64 expansion pass for to work too. You just can't have Nintendo Switch online. Right. Um, kind of disappointing on Microsoft's side. They own the rights to it, and yet they don't add online play. You would think it would be the other way around. They would release it on Nintendo Switch Online local play only and on their own platform with online. You would think, but I don't know if that's their thing for trying to turn people to Nintendo and their slight little partnership. <laughs> or, I mean, see how their Q3, uh, uh, yeah, their quarter free goes whenever it hits from this game releasing or not. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, but still. Right. I mean,. I know a lot of people were excited for this to release because, I mean, there's a lot of Golden Golden 007 fans out there. Um, I even played it back in the day for the 64. No, I mean, I wasn't a hardcore gamer because I was young. I was, I mean, I didn't play it when it came out, obviously, but before the GameCube, I played it. So I was two or three. And, um, I remember it, and it was it was a good game, I guess. But a lot of people that were obviously older than me really enjoyed it more. Um, but I don't think people realize how much this shows the bond between Microsoft and Nintendo, because this is a big IP for Microsoft, and the fact that they're willing to share it with Nintendo and they don't have to that shows a lot for their relationship and their partnership. So I think, like you said, this was Microsoft's gift to Nintendo because it was theirs first. Mm -hmm. Technically, it was Nintendo's first. So it's just showing their love and appreciation for Nintendo. Like, here, you can have the better version. So whether that's true or not, I don't know. But that seems like that's what it is to me. And if that's the case, then good for Microsoft on their part. And Microsoft seems like a really good company friendly company to Nintendo and they would be friendly to Sony too if Sony wasn't so mean back to them. I was gonna say Sony pretty much started way back in the day with Nintendo, so they pretty much yeah. been on the boat since. But yeah, this is a relationship that Sony and Nintendo could have had for the past thirty years. Oh yeah, and imagine the cross generation I mean, if they would have had a good relationship all these years, could you imagine maybe a Zelda or a Mario on Sony's platforms? I mean it kind of hard to think but maybe oh yeah i mean it's definitely possible and then shoot if that was the case i figured every, if that was the changing point in history i would predict that there would be cross-platform gaming across all consoles at this point i like, think so and I, but i don't i think if uh that relationship would have worked out microsoft definitely wouldn't be as popular with their xbox as they are Oh, no, definitely not. And who knows, they may, after the first one, they may have just failed and gave up, and there would only be the two top dogs, Nintendo and Sony. So who knows how history would have went if the partnership would have worked out. Yeah, because very well, that could have, I mean, Microsoft, well, the Xbox, Microsoft could have easily been the Stadia now. Yeah, exactly. 
But like I said, um, I'm really hoping, I've said this before, I'm really hoping that this relationship leads to Game Pass or xCloud on the Switch. That would be really, really cool to be able to play your Xbox games on your Switch. But who knows? But definitely good to see their relationship growing. All right. Last topic of the day. Dead Space remake rating. Uh, well, it got a 9 out of 10 on IGN, an 89 on Metacritic, and a 90 on Metacritic. And this is compared to the same game what, but the original release. And IGN and Metacritic was the exact same whenever it got released back in 2013. The only extra one there was back then was the PC Gamer critic score, and it was an 84 on the original. Yeah. So, obviously, still a good game. It's just an updated version of that game. Better graphics, but better frame rates. Still scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, like you said, the original got an 89 on the Xbox 360 back in the day in 2008. A long time ago. Um, I, re- I remember when the game first came out. Yeah. I, just rolled with it. And I don't know where I got 2013 at. I just rolled with it. I might have been thinking of the second one. I think it may have came out then. Second or third one. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, 08. Long time ago, but uh, yeah, an 89. Um, this one also has an 89 with 57 positive, one mixed, and zero negative. I mean, it could change as more people get their hands on it, but I would say it's probably if it does drop or raise, it'll just be by one or two points. I'd say it's probably going to stay around where it is. Um, and the only mix so far was just somebody saying that. They didn't think it was quite classic enough to get a remake. So that's not really a knock on the game. It's just their opinion that it shouldn't have got a remake. So I didn't really count that much. Been too soon, basically. Yeah, basically what they were saying. Um, I mean, I think 15 years is fair. Yeah, I mean, on the 360... Maybe they didn't have awful graphics, but you go back and play it now, kind of rough. <laughs> well, you play side by side, it's a whole different ball game. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, did you play Dead Space? I played it a little bit, yeah. I never did really get into it. I mean, I'm into horror everything, so I, it was it suits my fancy for the adrenaline pumping through my veins with it. But like I said, I just never really did get into the style of play for it, though. Right, and it was a uh, Games of Gold a while ago when they were still releasing good games with Games of Gold. Um, yeah. I believe the first two were Games of Gold. I don't know if the third one ever did or not. But um, if anybody out there has not played Dead Space, pick it up. It is a really good game, and if you like horror movies, it's it's really good. It's better than Dead by Daylight. I'm sure a lot of you young kids and stuff have played Dead by Daylight. It's a lot better than Dead by Daylight, is it? You believe so, Colin? Oh, yeah. Definitely. I mean, I guess it depends on your style of play, too. If you prefer to play multiplayer with a bunch of people, then yeah, Dead by Daylight, you know, all day long. But if you like the single-player cinematic experience, 
been in space all day long. Right. Yeah. If you're just in for a horror game, definitely Dead Space over top of Dead by Daylight. And for those of you that know what Outlast is, it's also a horror game. But Dead Space is, in my opinion, better than Outlast or Outlast 2. Um, yeah, definitely recommend it. Pick it up. And all these games that I have mentioned are in our description of this episode for the affiliate links of Amazon. So you can pick them up. Easy links. If you're searching for those yeah and since that's the case we may as well go ahead and roll for the rest of our affiliates <laughs> yep um so we're actually live on twitch right now so instead of playing games right now we're just going to do our podcast live on twitch we'll just have it under the just chatting uh genre of gaming at that point uh so if you guys want to watch live just it's free go on twitch and we'd love to have you um may stick around i mean at least i will for a couple minutes if you guys have questions or you guys have put in the chat or anything um say friday nine o'clock yeah yeah friday nights at nine o'clock is typically when we start recording um so i'll put the twitch in the description if it's not already it may already be i don't think it is but uh, I'll put it in there so you guys can have it from now on. Keep it on your phone, whatever. Just follow us on Twitch, and I'll give you a notification when we're live. So. And uh, subscribe to our YouTube. Uh, Colin's been working on TikTok and the Facebook. Um, still want you guys to... <laughs> I said, and Tweeter. Yeah, and Tweeter. Still want you guys to join our Discord so we can chat with you guys. We'd love to have you there and just talk to you casually. Um, Anything else? Uh, Red Double will get merch. Yeah, merch. Buy our merch. I need to pick up a couple shirts sometime so I can show them to you guys. And instead of wearing uh, real real tree fishing, I can wear three table gamers. And our NordVPN, if you decide you want a special thing, go to our link on that as well. I'll put that in the description. You'll have to send it to me. I forgot it last time, but it is what it is. Yeah, they'll be all right. They're not giving us anything. <laughs> all right. Well, I guess that's it. Yeah, we'll catch you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Later, guys. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 
Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.